You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. So as you know, we are on vacation right now, but I found this episode from way back from August 2020 from our Patreon vault and thought it would be a good one to go ahead and run for y'all while we are out. This comes, like I said, August 2020. We were all deep into our COVID hobbies. And the hobby I took on in August 2020 was Zodiac, the Zodiac, the astrology, stars. So we decided to look at the charts of some historical couples and see how they look. We hope you enjoy. And if you're new here, this show contains strong language. Cheers, bitches. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. How are you, my love? Fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, that's exactly what I like to hear. That is the exact level of fantastic. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? I am drinking Walgreens wine. Um, (laughs) It is called... So it's like, you know those little cartons of wine where it's only three glasses? (laughs) I love these because I feel like three glasses on a Sunday night is perfect wind down. Okay. Because uh, like wind whole, down. Wi- wind down. <laughs> I see what ah! you did there. That is what I'm drinking. And from for our friends who aren't from the United States, Walgreens is a pharmacy that also sells <laughs> wine and snacks and such. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um no no alcohol for me tonight. I'm literally drinking diet green tea because okay. <laughs> i will be sipping the tea and spilling the tea Ooh, <laughs> spilling the tea in this next episode <laughs> i love it during these uncertain times actually every time someone says these uncertain times i want to punch them in the face but i feel like a lot of people have gotten into hobbies because they can't leave their house one of my hobbies that i've really dived into is astrology and such Mm. So I thought it would be fun just to take a handful of kings and queens that we've covered and talk about their astrology compatibility. Okay, that sounds fun. Right? I couldn't I couldn't do that many because a lot of women that we talk about don't have reliable birthdays. Yeah. We just know the year-ish, maybe, if we're lucky. If we're lucky, we know the year. (laughs) I I forget who it was, but one of the queens was like, she could have been born in 1292 or 1305. Well, that's Anne Boleyn. People argue if she was... Born in, I think it's like 1500 or 1506 or something like that. They're like way off. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, because, you know, they were, why would we ever need to know a woman's birthday? When will that matter? Dicks. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dick. (laughs) So let's dive into it. All right. First, we're going to start off with a bit of a dumpster fire. Oh, by the way, I like the name of this episode. I saw uh, the sign. 
I saw the sign and it and opened up. Nathan, what? You're a Gemini, right? Yes, I am a Gemini and pretty much to a T. Yeah, you're not on the cusp or anything, mm-hmm. right? You're a Gemini's Gemini. I'm close to the cusp, but I'm I am Gemini through and through. I'm a Gemini rising. Oh. Right? I mean, that uh, would make sense, though. And then my moon sign is Sagittarius, but I don't really know what a moon sign means. Um, The moon, here, here's my app. The okay. moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. Okay. This is likely the sign you most think of yourself as, since oh. it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Moon and Taurus, or mine is Taurus is moon, but okay. your moon is like your, your emotional state. Okay. Um. Think of the moon as being like full and it's pretty. You're like, oh, I feel so romantic. And Ooh, da, 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 da. that's okay. kind of how you think of your moon sign. So I'm Taurus. So that means that I'm very romantic and sentimental, deeply loyal to people. Um, and I always feel like I, I, I'm powerless to fix anything. But somehow, whenever there's a bad situation, I'm the one that everybody goes to because I'm super practical. Yeah, Tauruses are very step. practical. Yeah, I can tell you step by step by step how to get out of that situation, which um, we'll get to. We got some Tauruses in this exactly. story. <laughs> well, I definitely identify with Pisces, which is my sun sign, because Pisces are super sensitive, and like if you look at me the wrong way, I will cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even joking. Pisces are also supposed to be really empathet- empathetic, and I definitely feel that jibes with me. I feel like I'm a pretty empathetic mm-hmm. person. Let's get started with our first I Saw the Sign couple, which is Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. Everybody Henry- knows him. <laughs> yes. Henry VIII's birthday is June 28th, making him a Cancer. And Catherine of Aragon is December 16th, making her a Sagittarius. Yay! For me, a Sagittarius would be a perfect match for a Gemini. So Catherine has a Sagittarius, according to astrology.com. Sagittarius is in love and need of adventure and independence, so... That's why she was probably so happy in the beginning of their relationship when Henry would, you know, go off to war and leave her behind to like command her own troops. Yeah, she got to be a boss bitch. And that, mm-hmm. and and that, that she jives. thrived in that. Henry is a cancer. In relationships, cancers really want to like just be in love, like Romeo and Juliet style love, which I also think jives really well with Henry. He was he was really a serial monogamist who like yeah. fell like it had to be all or nothing in love. That goes with cancer pretty well. Mm-hmm. So the elements of these signs. Do you know, are you familiar with like the sun, zodiac elements, Nathan? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, Earth, okay. <laughs> Earth, wind, fire, and water. Ooh. So <laughs> these think, two- think Captain Planet minus the heart. <gasps> Captain Planet, <laughs> he's a hero. hero. Gonna, gonna bring pollution down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the 90s. The elements. If you're not familiar with the elements, you know, they're like we just said, water, earth, fire, and air. People of the same element usually have common traits. If any of you guys listen to Trashy Divorces, they did this whole thing on like the different sign, the different elements on their Patreon. So check that out. Cancer is a water and Sagittarius is fire. (laughs) These are opposites. In case, yeah. you, in case you didn't know how fire and water work. <laughs> One of yeah. these things is not like the other. <laughs> because, so on paper, this pairing in love or business, they 
really don't make too much sense together because they're fucking opposites. Yes. Um, Cancer is ruled by emotion and Sagittarius is ruled by philosophy and reasoning. So the exact opposite. Of yes. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Language I read one thing that like, I it just really resonated with this um, from a website called EliteDaily.com. And it said, uh, fire and water together can be passionate, but often leads to an extinguished fire. Which, mm. honestly, with this couple, foreshadowing, <laughs> it makes sense. Yep. <laughs> so in love, it seems like these two give each other the time to grow and learn from each other's habits. And it could really be a love match. Remember, it does seem like Catherine and Henry really were in love with each other for like a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they were given a long time to get to know each other before like romance even came into the picture because everything I read about this pairing is like, if they take the time, if they really put the time in, it's the only way this is going to work. And it's like, well, they were basically raised together. So they put the time in. (laughs) Cancers have a tendency to be like really enthusiastic about tradition. Like that's really important to them. You know, Henry had this idea that he was like saving a damsel in distress, building the tradition of his dynasty and becoming this whole bigger thing, marrying into a powerful family. So I think that gels here too. Yeah. And Sagittarius's are really drawn to like confident outgoing personalities. And Henry VIII was certainly said to be a really like commanding personality when he entered the room. So that that was probably really attractive to Catherine as well. Yeah, I think that would be attractive to a lot of people. Um, But in partnerships, remember, royal relationships were more of a political partnership than mostly like, oh, we're in love. Yeah, exactly. We've gone over this time and time again where it's like, it's very rare to have a king and queen who are actually like in fucking love with each other. And if they were, it was just a happy accident. So let's see how they would be running a business together, let's say. Sagittarius, in theory, would get really annoyed with cancer coming up with all these lofty ideas and then not following through with them. Right. Um, And cancer might get intimidated. However, not really sure if this like applies to Catherine or Henry's dynamic. In the early years, it seemed like they both were pretty enthusiastic partners. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think that that necessarily fits, but also back then a power dynamic with these kind of couples were different. I think that they made a good partnership for a long time. Yeah. Agreed. That divorce, though. Mm. (laughs) Talk about about an extinguished fire. Yeah. (laughs) If the Sagittarius traits are to be believed, perhaps (laughs) Catherine was trying to hide those demanding traits to make herself seem more of like the traditional Tudor queen. You know what I mean? Okay. Though I would say Henry's pretty classic cancer when it came to the divorce. Like it was, he had the whole like guys to hide behind. No, but the Bible says... But really, the, it was emotionally led. He was led by his emotions there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't a diplomatic matter. I mean, I guess on a little bit, but, you know. No, yeah. not the way that he was running it. We know what you're up to, Henry. <laughs> could smell a rat from a mile away. Right. But the way that Catherine just, like, refused to be, like, put aside that I feel was very Sagittarius. Yeah, she needs a little bit of thrill in her life. She doesn't want to retire as a nun. She's like, I want to drink. queen to nun? You crazy? 
I'm going to go drink some beer and sit in my fancy house and chill. No, I'm not being no fucking nun. And that's what she did, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so compatibility based on their signs on paper should be like a C. Yeah, I agree. But do we think that their relationship and their personalities lined up with their signs? Um, I think it was a pretty good match. Honestly, yeah. I think I think it's they're a little spotty here and there. But for the most part, I think they were pretty dead on with these two. Yes. Afterthoughts. I think Henry was a typical cancer. He's very much driven by his emotions. Mm-hmm. Also, water signs have a tendency of being a little wishy-washy. As a water sign, I'm not even going to pretend that's not true. I read somewhere one time that, like, towards the end of his life, Henry, like, whoever the last person he was, who would, like, whoever the last person to spoke to him, speak to him before he made, like, a decision on something was the way he was going to go. So that lines up with this pretty well of him not necessarily being able to figure it out for himself. Yeah. Um, And also the fact that he always needed to be just an all-encompassing love makes me think he's a pretty typical cancer. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Catherine as a Sagittarius, this is where it kind of gets a little spotty, but she was never really given an opportunity to show her real personality. Yeah. Like, she did shine when she was given responsibility, so that shows that she's good at, you know, big challenges, which really is a total Sagittarius vibe. Yes. And she does seem to be quite calculated like a Sagittarius would be. But one thing that we kept writing is that uh, Sagittarius can be pretty reckless when they're bored. And I don't think Catherine of Aragon like ever did one fucking reckless thing in her life. (laughs) No, not at all. She was Catholic AF and she was calculated. She knew what she was doing. You know, even when she contested the divorce and had her big fucking mic drop moment, you know, in that divorce hearing, it was calculated and she knew exactly what she was going to say, exactly what she was going to do. It was not just some willy nilly, reckless, emotional, you know, speech that she Mm -hmm. gave. It was very well thought out. Absolutely. Final thoughts. While on paper, their relationship shouldn't have been a success. It was for a really long time. And I think the fact that they were raised together really helped them gel as a couple. Yeah. But in the end, yeah, it was a watered down fire. (laughs) So our next couple is going to be Diane de Poitiers, who was born on January 9th. So that makes her Capricorn. Capricorn. And Henry II of France, March 30th. So that is in Aries, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever dated either of these signs, Capricorn or Aries? You know, what's really funny is I've dated two Pisces. uh, (laughs) That that does not surprise me. And like two Sagittariuses. So really? I've never, I, I do really well with Sagittarius. I did date a Capricorn in college. And when I was studying Capricorn for this, I kept thinking how like, oh my God, he is such, he was such the typical Capricorn. So let's dive in. <laughs> <laughs> so this one will be a titch bit different because they weren't technically married. Yeah. Uh, but they were together for like fucking yaws and yaws. Yaws and yaws. <laughs> Plus, so, it's just fun that uh, we know a royal mistress's birthday. Yeah, They're right? even less likely for us to know their birthday <laughs> since they're not princesses or whatever. 
Yeah. Dia de Poitier, like we said, it's a Capricorn. And Capricorns are realistic, down-to-earth, practical, um, and a little hard-headed. Yeah. <laughs> because isn't it a goat fish thing? They're, they're, uh, Capricorn is just a goat. I don't think there's a fish involved. What is it? What is this? Capricorn's oh, a goat. Earth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those goats that live underwater. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> um, they also have a tendency to be vain. Which, when I read that, I was like, oh my god, that, I feel like that describes Diane de Poitier really well, because she was, I feel like, I feel like she was a really smart, hard-headed, practical lady, but she drank gold. <laughs> so she, yeah. drank, <laughs> she drank gold to keep herself beautiful. <laughs> so, oh, I just looked up the photo of a Capricorn, and Wikipedia has it as a goat with a fishtail. Oh! It's a, it's a Murgo? It's yes. a Murgo? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. I don't mm. understand what that is. <laughs> I don't either, but it has, it has right. a tail. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> Henry, or Henri, since he's in France, <laughs> he's an Aries. The A lot of people believe that in the astrology, in the Zodiac, you know, there are 12 signs and all of us live 12 lives. And whatever sign you're on in like order is like where you are on your journey of lives. So Aries is the first sign. So that means he's a baby. He's a baby in the Zodiac. They're the young souls. So they generally are trusting and optimistic and with a really good energy. And I, I don't know if I ever got that vibe from Henry when we were researching him, but maybe it's because I was just always looking at that he treated um, Catherine de Medici is so crappy. Yeah. Crappily, if we may. Crappily. Crappily. But when I was thinking of it in this pairing with him being the baby of the Zodiac, I was like, well, then that makes sense that he went for such an older woman as his mistress for like most of his adult life. Because maybe he wanted to be mothered, mm-hmm. wanted somebody to take care of him, which I think is also a trait for Aries. So, <laughs> I like that that um, <laughs> historical conclusion is. <laughs> okay, so what are their elements? Um, Capricorn is earth and Aries is fire. So once again, here we have um, earth and fire opposing elements. Yeah. Typically in astrology, what you would want is an air sign with a fire sign, a water sign with an earth sign. Yeah. that's Those are your pairings that you would want. So earth and fire, not good. Fire elements are super passionate and fiery, and earth signs are a little more cautious and down to earth. Um, However, with the right pairing, a fire sign can actually inspire an earth sign to be a little more adventurous, you know, step out a little bit more, as long as the fire sign makes sure not to burn the earth sign out. (laughs) Yeah, see what you did there? (laughs) So in love, again, on paper, this is not like a great match. Everything I read said they would just like drive each other crazy and have a hard time seeing eye to eye. Both have a tendency to be like, okay, when I'm right, I'm right. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean like Capricorns are going to take a long time making their decision. And by Mm -hmm. the time they get to their decision, they're going to be like, well, I've weighed all the options. Nothing else could possibly be right. Yeah. And Aries is kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Aries right. is going to be like, I've made this decision based completely on my emotions and my gut and how I feel in the moment. And they're not going to change their mind either because they're convinced that their gut is always right. I feel like these two would drive each other crazy if they came mm-hmm. to opposing decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as a partners, since this couple like never really ruled together, it's a little bit different than all yeah, the other ones. Yeah. We can go, 
you know, when Diane would basically make Henry, Henry go to, or Henri, go Henri? to sleep with his wife, Catherine de Medici, it shows, you know, how practical she is. She's so that like, was hey. a little bit like a business arrangement, being like, I know yeah. you want to be with me, but you have to have heirs with your wife, you know? So go sleep with your wife. Yeah. Ass. So while this period doesn't traditionally make a good partnership, I think for them it did. Yeah. Okay. Are they like their signs? Honestly, like I said, I don't really see Henri as an Aries, but again, I feel like I haven't done enough research on him as a standalone figure, though I would be interesting to see, interested to see what his rising sign was. I do think Diane is the t- typical Capricorn with her, you know, like down to earth and realistic view on life, where she's not like super emotional. Mm-hmm. And because I mean, like I am... Pisces are they are known to be super emotional and I could never have a partner that I'm like yeah go fuck somebody else lol see you afterwards you know <laughs> you would go crazy <laughs> oh my god oh my god I could not I could I, for all the money in the world I couldn't be in a relationship like that I would absolutely go mad also Capricorns are supposed to be really athletic and she was like a really talented horse rider most of her mm-hmm. life so well there you go Yeah. I don't know what sign is associated with drinking gold. (laughs) The bougie sign. The bougie sign. So, (laughs) must be Capricorn. (laughs) (laughs) So, compatibility based on their signs alone, I'd give it a D minus. But they were together for, like, yas and yas. I know. (laughs) I think the fact that they never lived together as husband and wife Mm. probably helped their relationship. Agree. You know, they agreed. never had, they had a really, really long relationship, but they never had to deal with the mundane parts of a relationship. Like who's going to take care of the children? Who's going to do the dishes? <laughs> or, yeah. They never, you know, so I think the fact that they didn't have the stress of a regular partnership really helped this pairing go together. I wish uh, we're doing this on Zoom. I wish you could have seen Katie's rave hands that she Rave had hands. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone, it's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. All right. So who do we have up next, Nathan? Alexandra Fyodorovna and Tsar Nicholas. So Alexandra's birthday is June 6th. Tsar Nicholas is May 18th. Alexandra is a Gemini like your boy, Nathan. Like your boy. And Nicholas is a Taurus. So Alexandra, being a Gemini, like we've said, it's harder to pin down Gemini's like 
generic traits, like mm-hmm. what their regular traits are, because they're so changeable. Their mm-hmm. Gemini's are the twins. So it's a bit, um, they could wake up being one twin the one day and being the other twin the other day, you know? Yeah. And so one twin is supposed to represent the outgoing person that wants to be the center of attention and is the social butterfly, cracking jokes, being funny, left mm-hmm. and right. And then you've got the other twin. That doesn't want to answer their text for two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> who, who is like, ugh, I'm so over the world. I just want to lay in it's bed. Just, it's, just, it's just so funny because the, you are such a typical Gemini. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, sometimes we'll go to a party together and Nathan is Mr. Center of Attention doing monologues. And then there's some <laughs> days where you're just like, I cannot. So please talk to me. <laughs> but it's supposedly, and this is this is very true, is that uh, with Gemini's that second twin who's a little more reserved and doesn't want to be the center of attention, that's the romantic side of the Gemini. Oh. That's the side of the Gemini that wants to go home and cuddle and watch movies okay. and not go out and socialize. We're definitely those people that need to, quote unquote, recharge our social battery. Yeah. You know, we need some time off. And then once we're on, we're on. Okay. But every now and then it's like, I got to recharge, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um. So as a Gemini, have you ever dated a Taurus? No. And they do make very, very good boyfriends if you don't mind them being the center of your life. Oh. Yeah. So back to Alexandra. She, they sometimes come off as, you know, a little wishy-washy, like we just said. This seems a lot like her personality. You know, she, she seemed to be a little bit back and forth a lot in her life. And they have a tendency, Jim and I have a tendency to not want to settle down until like years and years into a relationship. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so Nicholas as a Taurus, a Taurus is very stubborn and very ambitious. But once they're in love, like Katie said, they are like deeply romantically in love and have a tendency to like just fall head over heels for people and pretty quickly too. Once you're in their cir- inner circle with like their little clique, they are fiercely loyal to you. Yes. But it is worth noting that Nicholas is a Taurus Gemini cusp. Which honestly makes this pairing make much more sense because everything we've read said that this couple would have problems because Taurus is like too grounded and Gemini is so flighty. But since he's on a cusp, he takes on some of the traits of a Gemini as well. So it makes him a little more changeable. Before diving in, this tracks for this couple. Remember, they fell in love like the day they met and like hard. Like they met Mm -hmm. at a wedding of their cousins and like, the next day we're like well this is it i'm done looking but remember once nicholas finally proposed to alexandra she said no because she didn't want to change her religion something that she had never brought up after like two or three years of courtship so that i can just see the gemini in that so much because it's like just going back and forth in your mind over something or maybe just really wanting attention (laughs) (laughs) and also the long courtship for a royal couple who was choosing to marry for love, that's a really long courtship, you know? Mm -hmm. But also very typical of Taurus of knowing right away, like, no, this is the person I've chosen and I'm gonna, I'm ride or die, you know? Mm -hmm. So Taurus is an earth sign. Gemini is an air sign. Air signs are hard to pin down. Don't try to, because it's gonna, it's useless, (laughs) trust me. (laughs) And the earth is very, very, very much pinned down. It ain't going nowhere, bitch. Yeah, they're Um, they're down to earth. (laughs) (laughs) Earth signs are very much about physical touch and light. 
that, that physical connection to their bodies and that physical world. Mm-hmm. Whereas air signs are more about the mind than the body and the uh, metaphysical maybe to turn me on. We, you have intelligent conversations. Yeah. You don't, you don't touch me. You just touch, which touch my sense. mind, touch which, my mind, <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense for Alexandra because she went really into like that spiritual metaphysical world with the mm-hmm. whole Rasputin thing. Uh huh. Making yep. sense. Yep. Uh, touch my mind. Come on. Um, <laughs> touch my mind, Rasputin. Touch, touch my, my mind, mind Rasputin. <laughs> but I wonder, like Alexandra did like her jewels and shit. Like, yeah, she, she did seemed, like material like things. A, yeah. So I'm wondering though if that's more of her upbringing mm-hmm. of being a royal than it really is of her like uh, astrological sign. Well, because I mean? she was raised very much. She was raised by. Queen Victoria very much as an influence. So it's possible that that's, yeah, nature versus nurture or no Mm -hmm. nurture versus nature because it was, it was like droven into like her from childhood that like, we are a different class of people. We are better than everybody else. Yeah. So maybe she would have been different. Well, obviously she would have been different if she hadn't been Royal, but maybe she wouldn't have seemed so materialistic. That's just a guess. I don't know. Yeah. And also she was very shut off from the Mm -hmm. public, which is not a Gemini trait. We're kind of outgoing a lot. Yeah. Um, But again, this could be a product of the times that she was in, Yeah. you know, also having a sickly child that she's constantly worried Mm -hmm. about. You know, there's a lot of, things that are happening again with that nurture side that yeah and well she came off very cold (laughs) which i could see how when a gemini is in their quiet twin that just wants to go home and cuddle with their husband that they love so much i could see how the public might be like oh she's cold and doesn't want to like hang out with the general people but also i mean she was in like a really strange country you know yeah anyway we could talk about the inner workings of alexandra's psychology for days. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so in love, how is this couple in love? Mm. So yeah, one website I visited gave this pairing a 5% success rate. <laughs> wow. But we know that Alexandra and Nicholas like did love each other deeply. And we, he also wasn't a hundred percent Taurus either. Yeah. He was a cuss baby. Tauruses can be very possessive. Like I said, um, which usually I don't think a Gemini would like, but like we've already discussed, Gemini can be kind of a crapshoot. So maybe Alexandra was like a little bit into that and was just, I don't know, maybe she didn't mind if he was a little bit of a jealous guy or maybe he yeah. wasn't a jealous guy because he had that from, we don't know a whole lot about like the inner workings of their relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. However, Taurus is like the idea of stability which I think most people, including Gemini's, do crave deep down at some level. Mm-hmm. But from the websites that I like, I read to research this couple, it said that they might have problems in the bedroom because Taurus isn't creative enough. And Tauruses so, are more reserved. But obviously, this couple, even though the Taurus is quote unquote, you know, more stable and traditional. No, no, no. They had like how many kids? They had so many children. <laughs> we know that they like to get along, get it well, on. Well, but I'm also, this might bring it back to Queen Victoria, though. There's a story about her telling her children, like, just to lie back and think of England when they were having sex with their husbands. So maybe she drilled it into Alexandra's head that, like, sex was not meant to be anything fun. I don't know. Lies. Liza Minnelli. Lies. Liza Minnelli. I love that. Lies. I'm going to use it. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, they, they definitely at least had an active sex life. <laughs> <laughs> so in partnership, like as a business partnership, these two were actually going to be a pretty good mix. They have different ways of thinking, different ways of approaching things. So when they work together, they can see pretty much every angle of the situation and make really informed decisions. So uh, these two were really bad about reading the room in Russia. Oh my God, they were... But, so I don't think it's so much that they were a bad partnership, just that both of them were very bad leaders. So are they like their sign? I kind of think so, you know. I think Nicholas is a typical Taurus. Yeah. He fell in love hard, fast, it lasts, you know. He was loyal to her for like the rest of their lives, no matter what they did. Though he wasn't as hard-headed and driven as Tauruses usually are, we can probably attribute that to him being on the cusp yeah. at that point, as well as like their sex life. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> like no, no, no. And Alexandra's a little bit hard to pin down, which makes her a typical Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> so their actual pairing, even though these signs aren't meant to be super compatible, they really, really loved each other. Yeah. While this match would typically get like a D, their romantic life was like an A. A. A average, maybe an A plus. Yeah. And <laughs> like they lived happily ever after. Don't and- Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> All right, who do we got next, Nathan? Isabel of Castile, who is born on April 22nd. So again, a another Taurus. Mm-hmm. And Ferdinand, uh, who was born March 10th, a Pisces. Take it away, uh, Katie, because you said you dated a Taurus, and you are I a Pisces. Did, I, so. I am a Pisces, and I dated a Taurus, but I don't think me and Ferdinand have that much in common. <laughs> Maybe right. it's because, as you know, I just did this, um, I just spent a couple of weeks researching Ferdinand for this series called This Fucking Guy, and <laughs> it was all about the negative things about Ferdinand. So when I saw that our birthdays are within two days of each other, I was just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I will admit I'm biased into not going to be Ferdinand's biggest fan. So <laughs> we don't have anything in common. Nope. <laughs> so um, Taurus and Pisces, traditionally, both of these signs put the, both of their birthdays put them in the middle of their signs. So they're not cusps. Like Isabella should be hard and fast Taurus and Ferdinand should be hard and fast Pisces. Yeah. Like I, like I said, Ferdinand's birthday is the 10th of March. Mine is the 12th of March. So we should be a lot of light alike, but I don't know. He's got something fucked up in his rising sign or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So Isabella is the typical fucking Taurus. We've all researched her. She's hard headed as fuck, unchanging, practical, ambitious. So it pretty much describes her personality to a T. Yes. <laughs> Hard-headed, like with a with an axe to grind, the Reconquista, hello. <laughs> and xenophobia, xenophobia, which is not part of the sign, just... <laughs> just a really bad trait in general. I was going to say, yeah, just a bad trait. <laughs> <laughs> so Ferdinand as a Pisces is usually a little overly emotional, a little needy, really creative and generous. And Aww. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's just because, you know, We've been talking about Ferdinand, and he's really not yeah. a great character. Uh, don't really see him as particularly needy at all. Yeah. The only thing that I could think of with him being, like, needy and over... I mean, he may have been overly emotional, but, like, with the needy thing. Remember when 
Isabella got crowned and anointed without Ferdinand being there and he threw a little shit fit. Mm-hmm. I get really upset when I get left out of things too. So, <laughs> I get FOMO when my friends have a party and nobody invited me. I get really <laughs> mad. So I, I think that's the only thing that I could be like, okay, maybe he's a little needy. Yeah. So Taurus is an earth sign and Pisces is a water sign. So typically these two elements go really well together because the water goes into the earth and makes flowers and makes yes. plants. And yes, makes that's like a, that. that is the perfect analogy, Nathan. And wind and fire, the wind fuels the fire. So that's why yeah. those signs get together. In the analogy, the like I said, the water nurtures the earth. So, you know, the Pisces gives the emotion to the Taurus who's very rigid and yeah so they're basically almost like opposites in a way and they kind of help each other out yeah and taurus is really wants someone who isn't in it hardcore and water sign pisces is usually happy to oblige that they they both really crave strong relationships yes and earth signs are really good for water sign because water signs tend to be a little too dreamy at times so the earth brings it back down to reality. Pisces and Taurus in love is typically a good match. And I do think these two loved each other. Ferdinand put his dick a lot of places. It did not belong. <laughs> but I don't think that meant he didn't love her because after she died, even though he married a teenager really quickly afterwards, he did like write a lot of letters about um, she was such a good wife. I'm going to miss talking to her. I'm going to miss seeing her. So it does seem like, even though it was a business partnership, it was also a love match, you know? Mm-hmm. And both Pisces and Taurus really crave security in a relationship, like strong family ties. I mean, for a royal family, them and their kids were so fucking tight, you know? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. tight. Like, they were yeah. very close. In a partnership, Taurus and Pisces typically have a really successful working relationship. Pisces has, like, the big pie-in-the-sky ideas, and Taurus is like, okay, this is what we need to do to make this feasible. Yeah. Um, and so they're the ones that build the plan around to help achieve that. And I mean, I think we can easily say that even if they were a little problematic, these two 100% had a very successful partnership. I agree. Easily, hands down. I mean, they were the power couple of Europe, if not the world in the 15th century, if not totally. longer. <laughs> you know, they're, they're a power couple even today. <laughs> right? They're like the archetype for like a power couple, you know? Mm-hmm. So based on their signs, what would you rate this relationship, Katie? I give it an A on paper. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, now, do we think they were actually like their signs? Isabella? Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Super family oriented, super driven, hard-headed, ambitious. She is a Taurus one hundy. Fernand, I don't know. I feel like I never saw like that, like emotional side of him. Like as me, as someone who's a very emotional person, I could never lock up my daughter for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a little deal breaker. But I guess we just don't know the inner workings of his mind Mm -hmm. there. I don't know. Maybe with their relationship, it was like his idea to conquer things and then her inner workings to put that in place and stuff like that. Oh, that makes sense. Maybe I'm also projecting some of Pisces and I just don't like Ferdinand. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But does their relationship line up with how these two signs should line up? I think so. Yeah, no, they do 100%. They were, besides him putting his dick in the places it did not belong, they, I think, did really, they were a successful marriage, I would say. 
Yeah. Successful agreed. marriage, successful rulership, except for all the Jews being murdered. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. Uh, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that was our um, Zodiac Roundup. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, no Zodiac killers involved. Oh. Well, I, well maybe Isabella was a... <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, bitches. Cheers. Bye.